Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 175, it's Saturday night with Dr. Ann Cat. Did you know at the end of this month I'll be three years doing this show? Can you believe that? Can you believe I've not been canceled? <laughs> Tonight we'll be talking about what I've been doing since my time off this month, some news stories and a lot more. Coming up with the Dr. Anonymous show, hey, you know, this is, and, you know, this is, this is the Annie and Burl time slot here. So I just got to be, you know, just, uh, just, just get ready here because, you know, this is going to be a little bit different opening. The Dr. Anonymous show starts right now. Casting from the cool table in Chicago, Illinois, it's Annie and Burl Live. And now, here are your hosts, Annie and Burl. Blog talk. Wait a minute. This is not the Annie Burrow live show. This is just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern without without the Annie Burrow live opening. But this is the show. This is a different show. This is the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Doctor Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, my name is Mike Savilla, and I am Dr. Anonymous, your favorite family medicine and social media personality. <laughs> I'm trying some different stuff here tonight. To find out more information about me, just type Dr. Anonymous into your favorite search engine. Uh, it should be the top, the top link there. You can also go to DrAnonymous.com. That brings you the most current show schedule. I'll be talking about that a little bit later. Very exciting show schedule coming up for the month of August. Also, some blog posts and some TV interviews. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. Shout out to all 244 people who like the show, who are fans of the show. And you can also have some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That brings you to the iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show, leave a comment, and do whatever you like over there. You can also listen in real time. On your iPhone, BlackBerry, Droid, Palm Pre, whatever mobile device you have, just direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Anonymous. Today is Saturday, July 31st, uh, 2010. It is 10 p.m. Eastern Time. It is uh, 72 degrees Fahrenheit here in northeastern Ohio tonight. Uh, we're going to be having up in a few minutes our good friend Kat, who's going to be co-hosting with me here this evening. We have a bunch, a bunch of uh, news stories and uh, some other stuff we're going to be talking about uh, in just a few minutes. But first, I would like to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show here again this evening. For those of you who are new to the show, listening live or uh, on the archives, welcome. I have been a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I'm a family physician in 
full-time private practice here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And uh, if you're listening live, you can see my uh, smiling face on the webcam here this evening. The uh, Blog Talk Radio webcam interface is not working tonight. So uh, you can just go over to DrAnonymous.tv for the video stream. And if you're watching me live, you see I have one of my favorite hats on tonight. (laughs) And if you're not listening, you can uh, probably watch this later as I put it on the Facebook page. And um, I do want to give a big shout-out to uh, a guest in our chat room and also to our good friend, J-Man. And uh, those of you who are listening on your mobile device as well, thank you for uh, joining us here this evening. And uh, what I'll do is I'll uh, get ready to uh, take my little break here and uh, bring Cat on the other side of this uh, bumper music. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show, and I'll be speaking in October in Hershey, Pennsylvania, at the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net. I'll also be in Philadelphia in October at the Digital Pharma East Conference. You just Google Digital Pharma East. You can find out more information about that. And I'm happy to announce that the ProMed Network podcast is now on the Roku box. You can plug into your computer or TV. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com. Dot com, and we'll have Cat right after this break. Don't go anywhere on the Dr. Anonymous show. Having fun on a Saturday night. We'll be right back. Back to the Dr. Anonymous show, lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. And on the phone, we have right on with us right now from the from the southern border of the United States of America. We have Kat with us. Kat, welcome back to the show, my dear. Hello, darling. <laughs> Are you okay, Kat? You're right. You feeling all right? I am feeling wonderful. It's so great to be back with you here tonight. I missed you. I missed you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's great to talk. Hey, say say hi to our good friend, uh, the J-Man in the the chat room here this evening. Hey, los cachos. He is a loyal listener and a good, good friend. We love you, Gachos. <laughs> oh, so so how are you doing there? What what was uh, what was the uh, the temperature down there uh, there today? Was it really hot and humid like it usually is this time of year? Of course, it was in the third three third digits. It was in the third digits, actually. It was, it was in the third digits down there. <laughs> it's always in the third digits down. 
summer. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was out, you know, running an errand earlier. To, with my, you know, my car thing said, I think it was said 105 or something. I don't remember. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I cannot wait for winter to come. And I remember in the few, like, three days or whatever that we had that were really cold this past winter, I was like, I can't wait till summer. You know, I'm never happy with the weather. If it was, like, fall weather all year round, I would be so happy. To me, that's my favorite time of year. Now, we don't really have a fall, but I mean fall for normal states that actually have four seasons, you know. Not like my place that just has summer and hotter summer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know why it's hotter summer? (laughs) It's hotter summer because you're there, you know what I mean? Ah, thank you. <laughs> hey, our good friend J-Man, he's, uh, he's typing in the chat room. He says, uh, feeling the love, baby, and he has a big a big heart, and I know that's for you. Aww, I love J-Man. <laughs> he's so nice. You know, he wouldn't hurt a fly. No, no, he wouldn't. He, uh, he shows a lot of love to... Uh, to uh, BTR shows and out there on Twitter, and uh, what a guy. Yes, he's a master retweeter of shows. <laughs> that's right, man. He, re- he, re- he He's like everywhere. He, he listens to every single show that's out there. So, uh, uh, But only, <laughs> only, only, only the good ones. So Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> With this, of course, being the best one, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I took uh, we can get into this a little bit. You know, I, t- I took a little time off from the show, and uh, you know, I uh, you know I did this last year. You know, I, I took some some weeks off in July, and just to uh, just to relax, just to enjoy my summer, um, and it was uh, it was fun uh, to do that. You know, and actually uh, actually get out of the house, get unplugged from the computer, <laughs> which is kind of a weird type of thing to do, but it's definitely needed, you know, every once in a while to say, hey, you know, I'm going to get away from, you know, this thing and, and get out there and, uh, you know, and hang out with, like, real people in person and to, uh, you know, I, and I got, to, I got to spend, you know, some time, you know, a lot of time with my family and, you know, and do the, 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 the normal, well, not normal, but do the fun summer stuff um, yeah, that uh, that people usually do in the summer, and uh, it was good, but, uh, you know, I was missing this, and, uh uh, it, it's nice to get back. Uh, you know, first show back was, was Thursday show whenever, uh, 174. We had uh, a couple of my good friends call in uh, from a, a big, big conference in uh, Kansas city, Missouri. And actually uh, he may be a, uh, one of those guys will be calling in during the course of this show to give us an update. What's uh, going on. I think they're at a sporting event tonight, either a baseball game or a soccer match or something. So, uh, so if I stop the show and take their call, that, that, that's what that'll be about there, Kat. All right. Well, how did you like Kansas City? Because uh, I was watching a show. I, I like uh, City Confidential. And they had a show, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, that was in Kansas City. And I didn't realize that there was it was such a jazz type of city. You know, like there, there are two big things there are jazz and barbecue. And I'm like, I love both of those things. I'm going to move to Kansas City. 
it's a pretty heavy uh, music-laden uh, town. I mean, they have blues, they have jazz, they have uh, um, a lot of stuff there. Um, I went to this meeting that we that uh, I was talking about. Uh, you know, I, I went uh, to it a lot um, in medical school. And uh, there's been a little bit of a transformation there in the downtown Kansas City when I uh, was a, a medical student there going to this meeting many, many moons ago. Uh, you know, pretty much downtown Kansas City was uh, was dead. There was nothing there. And, uh, of course, our hotel was right next to the convention center in downtown, and there was nothing to do. We had to, you know, go to the outskirts, not really outskirts, but a different part of the city uh, to uh, go out and have a good time. But in the past, I would say five to seven years, um, they have really kind of rebuilt the uh, downtown area there. There's a, a, a nice uh, 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 kind of downtown district. They call that the Power and Light District. They have a lot of uh, entertainment. They have a lot of bars. They have a new sporting arena down there. Um, and uh, it is. Uh, I was there about uh, three or four months ago, and uh, it's, it, it's a good time there uh, now, especially in the downtown area. So, uh, um, so shout out to everybody uh, who, who's out there listening to the show here uh, this evening. Hope you guys are having a, a good time. But again, uh, if you ever had a chance to go out there, I mean, it is, uh, it is a good time. They have good barbecue. They have good music. Um, all around good time. It seems like it, and it, it's like it, to me, it reminded me of one. They were saying, like, on City Confidential, it's like anybody could live there. You could be, like, a farmer type or a city slicker, and you'd somehow fit in there. Now, the jazz there, I think, is slightly different from the jazz in New Orleans. I think it's a little bit different of flair. But, you know, jazz is jazz, and it's cool. And any kind of jazzy city is cool in my book. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and I just I've learned this in the past uh, few years. Um, it's a real kind of tech city too. I mean, the, the city's pretty wired up. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, cool uh, bloggers and podcasters and uh, people using the social media out there that I've met uh, through the past uh, couple of years, with whether it's Facebook or Twitter or doing podcasts and things. So, uh, um, so it, it may not be on the map uh, as much. Uh, being in the in the center of the country, uh, but uh, it, it's not a bad city, and you know it's um, it, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's a cheap city <laughs> to have conventions, which is which is good, especially if you're a medical student or a resident uh, uh, going to the meeting. Uh, it's not you know if, you, if, the, if the the convention was in you know like New York City or you know big city, I mean uh, the the cost would be huge. Well, I'm just hoping they have a, a, a doctor's convention that you want to go to in South Padre Island sometime soon because then you're going to meet me. Me! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would, be, that would be frightening. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, for you, have, if you want to play it. <laughs> nah, we would have fun on the beach. Okay, that kind of probably sounded bad. I didn't mean for it to. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, um, the cool place. I think you'd like it. Um, I know uh, Texas is a huge, huge state, but how 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 far are you from like uh, from Austin? From Austin, I'm about five hours driving. Five to five wow. and a half hours. Yeah. San Antonio, three three and a half hours. Actually, okay, wow. wait. I, okay. About three and a half hours to San Antonio and about five hours to Austin. Wow. 
<laughs> uh, the reason I asked is, is that, oh. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean no. The, the reason I asked is that the the the, the, the huge uh, South by Southwest uh, conference, uh, geeky tech conference, always takes place in Austin in the spring, and uh, I was thinking about uh, going to that and uh, um, just wanted to see how how far you know because you know obviously Texas is a huge state, so I don't I have no idea how far things are around there. <laughs> but uh, that's something I'm maybe looking at. Ooh. Have you heard of that <laughs> South by Southwest conference? Well, I've heard of South by Southwest, like the music thing. But yeah, it, it, there's a there's part of it that the last part of that is a music festival. The the beginning part of it is kind oh. of a little geeky tech conference type of thing. It's like two weeks in Austin, which is um, you know like the. People just come out, come in and take over the city for either the tech part or the music part or both. That's awesome. No, I didn't. Well, I didn't realize that it had two facets to it. I yeah, mean, I, I didn't either it, until uh, I, I. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just I was gonna say I just thought it was like a big music kind of concert thingy. Yeah, it kind of is. I don't live in Austin. I used to live in Austin. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I moved out of Austin back to where I live now. Uh, I think it was 2002. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did, did, did you like living there? It was a bad or horrible? Or... Well, you know, actually the, the city itself is a great city. It is um, clean. It's beautiful. It has so much stuff to do. But the four years that I lived there was just full of bad experiences and bad relationships. <laughs> wow. So, and then one of the best friends I ever had in my life, well, she died in 2005, right? And she was uh-huh. in Austin. So it's like all these, all these memories I have from Austin are all bad. So I haven't been there in so long. But if I was to meet you there, it would make it all better again. <laughs> oh well, thanks. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to give a big shout out to uh, Dr. Jonathan, who's in our uh, chat room here, and we'll we'll talk about his new story coming up uh, here in a little bit. Uh, great, great news story. I don't want to uh, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, I know Kat, you were <clears throat> ready to, and uh, we'll get into it a little bit. But it's a it's a, it's a nice story. So welcome to Dr. Jonathan, and uh, welcome to. We've had some guests come in and out of the chat room. And uh, welcome to the uh, guests. And uh, if you register uh, here at Blog Talk Radio, uh, you'll be able to uh, type in the chat room and uh, make fun of me like the everybody else in there. So uh, um, let's see here what I have on my list. <clears throat> I love Dr. Jonathan. Yeah, Dr. Jonathan is going to be coming on the uh, the Thursday night show coming up uh, in the middle of uh, August, and uh, he's a, he's a great guy. He uh, He's been doing some uh, um, uh, live video stream, uh, Ustream uh, shows uh, where he has uh, uh, a co-host uh, call in on video, and it's very, uh, very technologically cool. Um, I know I can never do any of that, but uh, he's, a, he's a great guy, good uh, personality, and uh, he'll be fun to have on the show. I can't wait. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> uh, well, you see, you, you'll like it too because um, 
you know, when, when he when he has his little Ustream show, he talks about all the people that he's dated before, and uh, it's kind of a little therapy session for Dr. Jonathan. It's very entertaining. Those girls better not be mean to him. <laughs> well, you'll have you have to tune into my show, and he'll uh, he can give us a little bit of a scoop. Uh, he's uh, currently uh, he's uh, he's a fourth year. He's a senior medical student. He's studying for boards right now, and uh, he, when he comes on the show. Um, It'll be kind of a day or two after he took his board, so he's going to be very, very happy to uh, be anywhere. So, <laughs> so he's, going to be, he's going to be in a good mood when he comes in uh, to the show. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I love his tweets. I love his Twitter pick. And I just think he rocks. <laughs> I'm so full of class today. Oh, hey, you know, because you'll be, uh, you know, because you're in a good mood tonight. That's uh, that, that's what the people like. Because I'm so happy to be back with you here. <laughs> so oh, how uh, how how was your uh, how was your work week uh, there? Cat uh, was it nuts? Was it crazy? Was it was it uh, you know not not as bad as you thought it was going to be, or what uh, what happened there? Well, it is very, 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 very busy right now. In basically in the area I live, no matter which hospital you work at, it, it the summertime is the busy time for babies popping out of women. Okay, this is when everyone delivers, so it's considered our busy season. And of course, in the winter, when all the winter Texans are down, it's ICUs busy season, you know, all the cardiac patients, all the heart attacks and all that. So at the hospital I work at, in the newborn nursery, they can have 30 deliveries in a 12-hour shift. And maybe 30, maybe to people who really aren't in the, the medical field or something, maybe they think that doesn't sound like a lot, but think about 30 babies being born in one hospital in 12 hours. That's a lot. And then there's still wow. women in the back. That's in the, the normal newborn nursery. NICU, intermediate nursery, they also get their share. So it's a lot of babies. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot of babies. And it's like, what is in the water down here that just, I don't know. You know, I guess being on the border of Mexico, because we do have a lot of people that will cross the border to have their babies here. We're kind of not only taking care of our area, but we're taking care of the cities across the border. So it's like we're taking care of two countries. <laughs> so we get a lot of babies. I don't know if that makes any sense. I was just being silly. But, I mean, that's because I remember when I was talking to you one time, you were surprised at the amount of hospitals we had here, or the, the amount of NICUs even. That when right. I told you, because, like, I don't even think that you said you didn't have a NICU in your area, right? It was, like, 45 minutes away or something before you even got to a NICU. That's and right. And here, here we have, let me think, I mean, it, just in the, because, see, I live on a border town, in the border of Texas and Mexico, and then we have just, a, there's a bunch of little bitty, bitty border towns all stuck together, so it's, like, one big area. And in this area, we must have let me think, one, two, three, four, just in this immediate area, we have like four NICUs, and then a 30 minutes down the road, we have another one, and another 15 minutes down there, we have another one, like, I'm talking NICUs in big hospitals, and so, 
and it's because I, I guess it's because the amount of babies that are born here like <laughs> insane. And <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you know, I never really thought about it until when you told me. I'm like, not all areas don't have this many hospitals. You know, I'm like used to it having right. so much medical care down here and, and stuff like that. So, and a lot of, you'll find a lot of doctors down here that deliver babies are actually family docs. A lot of Oh, them. really? We don't have hardly any OBs down here. They're all family doctors delivering millions of babies a year. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's wild that a lot of them have gone to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. See, if you lived out here, you could be popping out them babies. Well, you would be out, you'd be pulling them out. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> um, so why don't we uh, why don't we why don't we take a break and uh, when we come back, we'll we'll talk about this Dr. Jonathan uh, story uh, because uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to stay for the whole show, and I'm glad that he's here. So since he's here, we might as well just uh, talk about his uh, story here. I will pop the uh, the link in the chat room here uh, in case people want to check it out uh, during our quick little break. And uh, if uh, Dr. Jonathan wants to call in and uh, even uh, give us his uh, side of the story, in addition to what we have from the, uh, from the story here, uh, you can call in at uh, 646-716-9514. Unfortunately, uh, um, can't do a, a, a Skype thing. It'd be doing the uh, 10 digit number, uh, I haven't talked to Dr. Jonathan about how to call into the show yet, but that's that's how it is. 646-716-9514. We'll take a little bit of a break. And uh, after this, we will uh, start off talking about stories. Uh, our first one will be about uh, how Dr. Jonathan is involved with this uh, interesting story of uh, uh, Twitter, how Twitter saved a person's life. I'm not kidding. This is a good story. We'll be talking about it right after this on the Dr. Anonymous show, Don't Go Anywhere. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we're uh, here with Kat. We're here in the uh, Arnie and Pearl time slot here. Uh, this evening is feeling uh, kind of weird, don't you think, there, Kat? A little bit. What's What's Saturday night without Annie and Boyle? I know. Yeah, they're uh, they're not, and to let people know they're not slacking off here tonight. Uh, <laughs> Pearl is uh, is uh, hard at work here. He. Uh, he is uh, helping to engineer, produce, uh, uh, I guess, the uh, the uh, Little League State Championship of Illinois is uh, going on uh, right now. And uh, it was a, a live video stream of the uh, of the games going on uh, today. And actually, uh, Burl himself, the Burl, will be doing uh, uh, some uh, baseball commentary uh, tomorrow uh, live on the Internet. So that should be interesting. If you want to check out the link, just check out his uh, Twitter 
account. It's uh, twitter.com slash Burl G, and I know he'll be uh, probably just tweeting that out uh, tomorrow. Uh, but uh, that, that's going to be fun. It's, 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 good, it's good for the, uh, the Burl uh, using his uh, talents uh, there. Right, Kat? I think so. And, you know, I have to say, I have never seen Annie and Burl take as many breaks from their show as they have this summer. Never. Uh, it, it I know. Be, it could be raining fire where they live, and they will do the show. Burl does not cancel a show for anything. And yet, this summer, they seem to have taken a lot of, of shows off. And and uh, I'm sure Annie's very happy about that. I into it. I love them. All right. All right. So, uh, so let's talk. Let's talk about this. Story. I know Dr. Jonathan is uh, on his way calling in or trying to get in here. So, we'll, why don't we? Uh, I'll cover this story and I'll get your comment on it, and we'll bring him on the line here, and uh, you can get his side of the story. This is uh, from uh, NBC News. Uh, the uh, title here is "Twitter Brings Rescuers to Wounded Triathletes." This is from Thursday, July 29. 2010, and I know I'm going to say this person's name the wrong way, but I'm sorry about that. Leah Fazina, I think that's how I say her name, was laying on the ground panicking. Her bike was crushed. Her helmet, which had just flown off her head, had a big dent in it. She was coughing, dry heaving, spitting up dirt. That's when she turned to Twitter, and this is her tweet, quote, I had a serious injury and need help. Someone please call the Winding Trails in Farmington, Connecticut, and tell them I'm stuck in a bike crash in the woods. She tweeted at uh, 7.05 p.m. on Tuesday. Earlier that day, she and her cousin entered a mini triathlon at uh, Winding Trails, an outdoor resort in uh, Farmington. Uh, She runs a a Philadelphia-based healthcare public relations and social media communications uh, consultancy. Wow, that's a tough word. Uh, She took a wrong turn and headed deep into the unfamiliar woods, as she rode downhill, her bike hit the roots, and uh, uh, the cyclist flew over her handlebars. And uh, I'll skip down here uh, to the other part of the story. Uh, after her first tweet, she says, this is not a joke. I am in the woods, in a triathlon, bike crash, can't get up, no one is around. Uh, I'm yelling for help. And... Uh, she says, I'm number 241. Please call the park. I'm out of wind and pain, sun setting, and I'm trying uh, to keep calm. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the end of the story is, I mean, they, they find her, and, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is, this is great. Um, what did you think when you read the story there, Kat? Well, you know, I was going to tell you this when, when you had sent me that email. The night that it happened or the day that it happened, I think I was working that day, so – and. Even if we were allowed to text and all that at work, which we are not, I wouldn't have had time to see it, okay? It's so busy, I don't even have time to look at Twitter. So when I get home, I'm sort of catching up on tweets, and I see some of the ending tweets of, of, of this whole situation. I'm not following the other girl who they saved, right? So I didn't understand what he was talking about. Like, Dr. Jonathan was tweeting stuff, like retweeting other people's comments and stuff like this shows how you can save lives on Twitter or how Twitter saves lives or things like that. And I'm like, well, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? 
So I sort of looked up the girl's name and tried, I pieced it all together, okay? But I was like, wow, that is so cool. And then I knew he was going to be on your show, and I'm like, they're so going to talk about that. And, you know, and I, when we were, when I was thinking up uh, or looking up stories for the show for tonight, I didn't even think of that one yet. And then when you wrote to me and told me about that, I was like, yes, we get to talk about it. I'm so excited because, you know, I'm <laughs> just going to leave it for him. But since he's going to be here, that's even way better. Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, he is here on the line we have with us right now, Lifesaver Saving Lives, Dr. Jonathan on Twitter. Uh, welcome to the show there, Dr. Jonathan. Hey, thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, Kat. Nice to talk to you, too. Hey, Dr. Jonathan. Take us through that night. Sure. Uh, what were you what were you doing? You know, basically like wasting time on Twitter, but then you saw the tweet. What, what, what was going through your mind there? Well, uh, yeah, I was actually, that's exactly what I was doing. I was uh, sitting here uh, studying for, well, quote unquote, studying for boards. And I always use Twitter as a method to distract me. And so I uh, just happened, you know, just happened to glance over at that moment. And I saw actually a tweet by, um, by Lee, by Lee Fazina, uh, as well as a tweet by uh, my friend uh, Coffee Julie, who had been the first person to respond. And she's from Canada, so she was attempting to call um, originally the park that Lee was at. And I um, saw that she was doing that, so I immediately responded and said, you know, how's it going? Do you need me to call as well? And then she said, oh, I can't, get, I can't get through because I'm from Canada and I'm having trouble getting through. Can you take over? Now, at this point, although I did call, um, I do want to emphasize that there's, uh, there were probably four or five other people that also called who will never know who they were. We actually learned that they called from the police. So I certainly wasn't the first person, but I was just uh, the most vocal person about it on Twitter. So it wasn't just me by any means. But... What it re- originally happened was I called the park, and the park actually uh, was closed, and they had a recording, and they had no emergency number. And then what I did was uh, I then tweeted that out, and that we were looking for the that I was looking for the local number for the local police station, which many other people were also doing at that moment. They just didn't tweet about it. Um, and then I found a local number for the local police station. And this was as Lee was uh, also sending me BlackBerry messages. She was able to send BlackBerry text messages, not text messages, but the, you know, the BlackBerry messenger messages. And so I got that. Uh, I was getting those from her, too, and she was giving me updates on her uh, precise location. Um, and by precise location, I mean, she was telling me the names of some of the signs that were around her that were on certain trees that were um, – that were mentioning the trail she was on. So when I called, when I actually called the police, um, they seemed to already know or be aware that she was out there. Um, they said, "Oh, do you mean that girl who's out there in the woods?" And I said, "Yes. Let me. Get, I, I have some. I have some more uh, detailed information about her location, though." And so they were very receptive to hearing that, and I gave them the name of the trees. But what that told, what that told me was, wow, there, there were already a bunch of people who called and, uh, to, to, to say, hey, here, here's, uh, we don't know where she is, but she's out in the woods. So um, 
it certainly wasn't just me. It was a it was a whole group of people on Twitter from really all over the all over the country and even all over the world who were getting together because I know that when it was on the news. There were people from Canada, uh, not Canada, California, and Canada, of course, originally calling, um, but also other states on both coasts, Pennsylvania and New York, um, where I was calling from. Uh, so it's, and then within minutes, it seemed like she was actually, uh, she said, she was tweeting out, I see uh, lights, I hear sirens, um, I'm going to be okay now, thanks everybody. And then she literally gave us a, play-by-play as she was being taken away by the ambulance by giving us photos of her being in the um, on the stretcher and in the ambulance and even uh, when she was at the hospital. So it was all quite heartwarming um, to all of us at um, it, it was all quite heartwarming to all of us on Twitter to be seeing this in real time, but to also know that she was okay, being the first people to know. So it's really an amazing story of people coming together on Twitter. I think it's an um, awesome story. I'm sorry? I said I think it's an awesome story. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it was an amazing story. Unfortunately, um, you know, it shows the power of Twitter. And also what I thought quite fascinating was when she was um, when she was out in the in the woods and she said, you know, she grabbed her cell phone and she, or her BlackBerry, to be more specific, and um, she originally made the um, decision of, okay, I'm going to try to call somebody. And she tried to call somebody, and then there, she didn't get, um, she didn't, she wasn't able to get through. The basically, she didn't have signal to get a voice call through. And then she thought, well, what could I do? I could text message a friend or family member, and then there's you know, no chance that they'll see that immediately because you have to realize at this point she wasn't really able to move. Um, she didn't know how injured she was. She didn't know if she was going to lose consciousness anytime soon. She didn't know if she was going, going into shock, you know, so she was trying to think how can I get the message out to the most people um, in the shortest period of time. And she knew that on Twitter she'd have over a 1,000 people um, following her and, uh, you know, a bunch of them were bound to bound to see it. And that ended up being you know, uh, very true. And uh, so it was really a wonderful example of how Twitter can really literally save lives. Uh, So it it was a a real uh, privilege to be part of. And um, we also want to thank all the other people who were involved, many of them who we don't know um, who they were, but we know that many other people were involved in it. Now, did did you know that she was going to be participating in this event or was just – that's a good question. I had no idea because originally when she tweeted that, she said that she was injured in a bike wreck I, on a trail. I was thinking I, I, she didn't say anything about that on Twitter. I had no idea. Um, also, that was because I wasn't really following Twitter that closely that day. I was trying to do some studying, but um, I just it really it was just a stroke of luck. I happened to look over at the monitor. Um, when she first started tweeting about this. Um, so, you know, I had no idea. And so I was a little bit um, frazzled at first because I didn't know what she was talking about. Was she injured in her backyard or was she injured on the bike trail? And then she was able to mention the name of the bike trail and then by the powers of, you know, Google, I, um, me and a whole host of other people were able to find out the um, contact information um, for the park that she was at. And then, eventually find out the, the name of the police department that uh, we could contact. 
Wow. So are so this is just, you just this is just somebody that you know on Twitter. I mean, this is just you're not. I mean, that's your only connection with this person. Yeah. No, well, yes. Uh, I mean, Lee was on the. Sh- I mean, she. You know, she's um, one of my closer Twitter followers, but uh, we haven't met in real life. Um, and uh, but I do consider her a friend. I mean, you know, like Doctor A, like you're a friend of mine too, but we haven't you know met in real life. Uh, not yet, anyways. But. Um, yeah, we. She has an interest in social media. It's actually her job. She works in the social media profession, and that's how I initially got uh, talking to her on Twitter one day. And she she was a guest on my show uh, for um, the last time we had a show, which was a few weeks ago. Uh, she was an audio caller in, uh, but other than that, um, no, we're we're not. I don't know her in real life or anything, but I do consider her to be a to be a friend, um, as I do some of the other Twitter people who I've gotten to know, but. Um, yeah, I, it really just speaks to the power of Twitter and how it's, uh, you know, the power of human connection doesn't have to be in real person, although um, that probably wouldn't hurt. But, you know. Yeah, and made, the, the beginning of the article, it says, anyway, and she said she, she uh, after the initial one, she said, you know, the second one was, well, this is not a joke. Did you think it was, you know, you know a joke? Did you think it was not true uh, when you saw the first tweet out there? It, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good question, too. Um, no, I really didn't doubt it for one minute. I didn't, not even a second. I didn't doubt it. I, I knew from, you know, reading her tweets and from being, um, from considering her a friend that I knew that she wouldn't, uh, and I also know that she's very professional, so she wouldn't tweet something like that unless it uh, was serious. And actually, to tell you the truth, I don't know of anybody on Twitter who would tweet something like that, even me. And I mean, most of my tweets are, are humorous. Um, but I, I even wouldn't tweet something like that uh, unless I really meant it, you know. Um, and I think that also speaks to the uh, to the caliber of people on Twitter. Most people on Twitter, you know, are professional people and they have good senses of humor. But that's just not something you joke about. So I don't think anybody doubted her for one second. Um, and uh, fortunately, we didn't. Um, but that's an interesting question. Um, so have you have you gotten to speak speak with her since all this happened at all? Or? Yes, yes, she's doing well. She uh, went to the hospital. They uh, did, um, uh, you know, they did a full uh, exam and everything. And she actually got to go home um, mo- very early the next morning, I believe. And uh, fortunately, she didn't have any major injuries. She didn't have any broken bones or anything. So she's she's recovering right now at. Um, uh, uh, I believe at one of her relatives' house, so they can look over her. But she's she's doing well. She actually was on the uh, the local news, which she has a link to um, on her Twitter feed. Um, I believe two days ago, and so they actually videotaped her showing her bike that was all mangled up now. But um, she's she's slowly recovering. Yeah, she's she's doing great. I mean, um, but keep in mind, she's a very uh, you know the way that she actually fell. If you read, which I'm sure you've read about the traumatic experience, how she uh, literally flew in the air and then tried to land so she didn't land on her neck. Um, uh, she very much could have, you know this doctor as a physician, I mean, she could have gone, she's very lucky, um, and also that's partially because she's an athlete and was in very good physical shape, but it could have gone a lot worse than it did. Um, she could have easily had a lot more serious trauma, but, um, yeah, she's doing fine, um, and, uh, I'm sure she'll make a full recovery and, uh, she will go back on the bike trails, but always with Twitter, she said. So, <laughs> so I think that's good. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, so were I'm you sorry. on? Were, uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Kat, I keep talking over you. Um, I, I, want, I want you to get get into the to the conversation, too. I'm sorry, I keep uh, talking over you. <laughs> I thought I thought she had had a broken rib or something. So she didn't have any broken bones. Uh, well, well, um, originally they believed she did. Um, I believe by the uh, degree of, you know how it is. Well, I don't know if, well, you know by being in the medical profession that when you're initially uh, in trauma, just the bruising that you can have might make you think that um, you might have some broken bones. But yeah, originally they did think she had a broken rib, and also they also were worried about her pelvis. They thought she may have broken her pelvis, um, but from the resulting medical imaging they did, they ruled that out. So um, I believe she um, – I, I don't believe she broke her – she ended up breaking her rib, but certainly not her pelvis. But but they were – she was scared about that, as anybody would be for a few hours afterwards. So um, it's just so incredible that she was able to um, escape so many of the, uh, the serious injuries and just um, – uh, by the power of um, her own health and also um, the power of the ambulance getting there soon, um, nothing worse happened. And also her intuition of knowing what to do in the uh, half the second she had to try to position her body so she landed in a way that was most um, uh, that was uh, l- least traumatic, I guess I could say, which is a very scary situation if anybody's ever been in that. But to know that you're going to crash and to try to figure out how to make it the less, you know, the least uh, um, traumatic for your body. Uh, so she's an incredibly lucky person, and uh, all of, uh, and I speak for all of her friends on Twitter who um, were very, very felt very privileged to be part of that and very happy that she was doing okay. And that she is doing. She could have died out there. Absolutely. If she wasn't exactly, I mean, she could have gone into shock. I mean, nobody knows exactly that. And she was getting scared, and she was tweeting about that in real time as it was happening. How she was scared. It was getting dark, and it was near nighttime. Um, So she easily could have had to spend the night out there alone, which would be scary for anybody, especially in her physical condition, not being able to move that well and being uh, pretty banged up. So, um, yes, and it was amazing to watch it unfold, how after contact was made on the phone um, by by the group of people on Twitter, not just myself, but then they were able to literally come to her within the matter of minutes. Um, and uh, she told me that the first thing the paramedic said to her when he came over was, "Wow, I guess that Twitter thing really works." <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so uh, yes, it does. And even the cop, when I spoke with him on the phone, he was uh, he was thinking. Um, he he said to me, "Oh, you're calling? Are you from Twitter, right?" Now, so I was like, "Wow, you know." We, I was like, and he, and he sounded really kind of, you know, not like he believed it, but, it, 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 but you know, just. Uh, it was really kind of – I could tell by the tone of his voice and the tone of everybody's voice who I spoke to at the police station that they'd never had anything like this happen before, as I'm sure a few people, a few police stations in the country have had happened before. But, um, but it really was a marvelous evening, and we're all glad that she's doing okay. Yeah, how was that the conversation? That had to be interesting. Uh, there, you know, the cops like, "Are you friend? Are you family? Are yes, you a stalker? Yes. <laughs> are you, what, what's, what's that about?" No, that's exactly right. And that's what he. That's uh, when I here when I initially called, I spoke with a lady who who said, "You know, there's a police department," and I said, "Okay, this is going to sound a little odd, but I have some information about a, uh, 
uh, lady through Twitter, and she said to me, she said, are you with her right now? And I said, no, but not in person, but I am with the contact with her through Twitter. Uh, and so then she said, oh, okay, you're one of the – and then she, she said, we already know about this, and then she sent me over to the, to the cop who was on the case, and I was able to give him some of the more descriptive information that she had just tweeted. Um, but he, he also sounded rather uh, um, skeptical about it. Um, but I think by the time that I had talked to him, uh, he kind of knew that, wow, there's four or five people calling from Twitter. Um, this can't be a scam, especially since they're all calling from different area codes. Um, so, but yes, I, Dr. Ag was uh, initially very uh, apprehensive about how the, if they would take me seriously, um, especially having a little bit of experience working with EMS people. Um, you know, they're very hardworking and they're very serious, and uh, they try to make sure that the tips they have are are are, are solid. So, um, everybody worked really well, and also the police station and the EMS folks in Connecticut were, were also tremendous. So it, it was just a night where everything seemed to work except her voice connection on her BlackBerry, but everything else worked. So um, it was really just a wonderful story. Great, great. And uh, I appreciate you uh, I appreciate you using the power of Twitter to, uh, I know there's a lot of guests in my chat room here right now, and I think they're all here uh, listening uh, for you uh, because you have <laughs> just that sultry voice there. Uh, oh, 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 and, uh, oh. And Thank Peggy Kay in our uh, our uh, chat room right now says uh, her cat is falling in love with you uh, right uh, now. That's probably not. Probably not. The why? First thank time you, Peggy. Um, and I'm and I and I love your cat as well. Uh, and I, I would like to thank all the guests for coming uh, from uh, Twitter as well. Um, and Doctor Anonymous is uh, sometimes a uh, guest ho- a guest uh, a guest on my show as well. So uh, you can always be sure to check him out there on Doctor Jonathan Live. Um, but. Uh, no, it's a privilege to be on your show, Dr. Anonymous, and I really look forward to being on on the uh, 19th of August, I believe, to talk about um, whatever it is you want me to talk about. Uh, so That's right. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely sure we'll talk about this. Uh, we'll talk about this story again because uh, I know uh, people uh, uh, will be uh, wanting to uh, talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but uh, uh, So is it true you told me you're taking boards the day before you're on my show? Was that right? Yes, uh, the day before. So I will be uh, very happy when I'm on your show. I will be uh, just forgetting everything I had learned for boards probably 24 hours after. So, yeah. But, <laughs> so when I'm on your show, I'm going to know everything about medicine, and then I'll slowly forget it by the end. But uh, uh, so – no, it'll it'll be a very it'll be a very wonderful day for me taking a step two. Oh, great. Um, great. Well, it'll be but, a wonderful wonderful day for me because I know I'll get uh, a million listeners because you're on. And, and I know right now that uh, that uh, cat on the phone right now is already in love with you. Isn't that right? Oh, uh, oh, well, cat. You know, I I I appreciate that very much, and it's an absolute. I I really enjoy following you as well, and I like listening or reading all your tweets uh, as well. So, and it's um and it's also great to. Um, follow somebody else in the, in the field of uh, peds and uh, OB and all those areas of medicine, which are part of the areas of medicine that I really love. So uh, keep on tweeting, and uh, thank you for your kind words at the beginning of the show. And I hope you'll come to, the ne- to my next uh, Dr. Jonathan Live show, which will be the week after, or the end of August. So stay tuned uh, for me and my wonderful host, Potato Chip. <laughs> I, would, yes, I would love yes. to go to that. I would. I actually wanted. I've been wanting to go, but there was there was one time that I it was another. Either I was at work or something, and I didn't see it until like the end when you had had a show, and I'm like, darn, I missed it. You know, because I've been wanting to see it. 
Oh, well, thank you very much. Yes, uh, we are currently at the, you know, the incipient stage of the show. We're trying a lot of, a lot of new technology. So uh, we'd also love to have you as a um, video guest sometime when you're ready, or um, uh, we think you'd be a fantastic guest. Just as Dr. Anonymous is always a wonderful guest as well. Um, we're going to be trying out a lot of, <laughs> a lot of really new, wonderful. We, we try to really, you know, cutting edge. We try to do live music performances, um, live, live jokes, live stand-up comedy, you know, medicine, whatever comes into the mix. Um, but Dr. Anonymous, I, I certainly do enjoy listening to your show all the time. So you're uh, sure uh, one of the people who well, this could be. Oh well, thank you so much. I mean, this could be this could be a real, real, a big a one-two punch for uh, Thursday night. You know, uh, you can have my show, and then uh, you can have your show right afterward, and uh, people wouldn't need to do anything else on a Thursday night. So that yeah, yeah, that's right. They would have nothing else to do. I mean, it would be like a late-night lineup, like you know, Conan and Jimmy Fallon afterwards, or it used to be that, anyways. But. Yeah, uh, just go kick me out of my time slot. That's all I'm asking. No, no. <laughs> no, I won't kick you out of your time slot. And also the thing about Dr. Jonathan Live is we go for like six to eight hours. So. <laughs> That's right. That's it just right. Keeps yeah. on, it just keeps on going because we just can't stop. So uh, we, have, we have that much fun with it. Um, so we're hoping for the next show to be the last week of August, um, and then hopefully we're starting to do regular shows weekly after that because right now we're – uh, my schedule is just a little bit too depressing to to do the show. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry about but, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, coming well, up, remember- uh, yeah, coming up at the last Thursday of August is is my is my three year anniversary show. That's so that's going to be a big night in for the, all of uh, America or all the world. For all of the internet going to be yeah, a landmark the- night. It's going to be a wonderful night, and Dr. A is going to be celebrating, and we're going to be celebrating that on the Dr. Jonathan live show as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a memorable night for Dr. A. I'm sure he's going to put together a bunch of clips from his past shows, like all of the all the highlights, no, right, Dr. A? No, yeah. it takes too much work. <laughs> I'll just have uh, I'll just have people call in and tell me how wonderful I am for the past three years. That'll be easier to do. Well, well, probably. I I, I agree. That's part of the reason why we don't do why I love live shows because I'm just kind of too lazy to do a pre-taped show and yeah. then edit it. I mean, that's too much work. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't do I don't do much show prep. But in fact, yeah. in fact, for this show Saturday night, Kat does all the all the uh, you know all the show prep. I just kind of like you know read the stories. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. That's that, 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 that's what you need potato chip to do. Potato chip needs to just you know do the show prep for you. Just you just that, uh, you know, do your show right. and be pretty. That's right. I need I need that. I, I Dr. A, you know, I was telling potato chip earlier. I was like, you know, Dr. A and Cap. That's like the model of our show. I mean, that's going to be us in a few years. You know, so um, so. Uh, but well, I, I, yeah, be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm hoping to have a curvy couch, actually, so I can sit in the middle and then have two hosts on either side, as we discussed earlier. So, um, and then have a morning show. What do you think of that, Kat? I like it. Morning show. We're, we're going to compete with Fox and Friends and all those shows. It's going to be great. Yeah. So uh, I, think it's- <laughs> yeah, I, could do, I could do the weather. It'd be great. Yeah, you can do the weather. I'll do everything else. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, between patients on rounds, so it'll it'll be it'll, it'll be <laughs> because in my intern year, I'm going to have a lot of free time on my hands, so I'll just you know do that. But 
Yeah, could, yeah. I mean, if if, if, uh, you know, if you don't have time to you know have time to have a show, you could just you know come and hang out here, and uh, you know uh, when you're barely awake. Uh, uh, exactly, entertaining, entertaining radio. Uh, right there. It, that is entertaining radio, and especially because uh, it's sometimes better to you know if you have less than three hours to sleep, it's better not to sleep. Because so I would just come on the Doctor Anonymous show and tell jokes um, and things like that. It, it would, it, it, yeah, that is amazing. Also, we're gonna do, we're, we're gonna do fun things like live shows at Panera Bread, things like that. Give a shout out to all folks uh, over there. Yeah, yeah. Before, uh, b- before I let you go here, uh, I, I will, uh, I will tease everybody uh, with your upcoming uh, appearance on uh, uh, August nineteenth at nine p.m. Eastern time here on Block Talk right. Radio on the Doctor the Show. Uh, so, why don't you uh, tell everybody about uh, your, I wouldn't say obsession, but your, your interest. And your passion about uh, both Panera Bread and uh, Jim Brookman. <laughs> oh, that is, how do those two things go together? You may ask. Yes, <laughs> you know it's funny. Every time I talk to somebody, when I first meet them, those two topics come up. So, I in some way, shape, or form, uh, yeah, I love Panera Bread. Um, it started started when I was in graduate school um, for counseling, actually, in uh, which I started in 2005. Um, because I had a lot of free time on my hands, actually. <laughs> the fact of the matter is graduate school gives you a lot of time to, you know, sit around and write papers and think and see clients. So I would go to Panera Bread, and then I just started going a lot, and then I started going obsessive amounts. Uh, and then I started really editing the menu and figuring out all the little permutations of the menu items, uh, how I could make them super healthy. Uh, and uh, then I started, you know, buying Panera Bread meals for homeless people and feeling really good about it. <laughs> and uh, then I just saw uh, how great Panera Bread is, and so I, it's kind of become part of my life now. I, you know, it's taxes, death, and Panera Bread for me. So, um, so um, that it's great. I go there all the time. My, one of my life goals, um, in addition to being on the Doctor Anonymous show, which I'm marking off my list right now. Um, nice. One of one of my life goals is uh, to get the gold card at Panera Bread, and I don't know if you know what the gold card is, but Bill Clinton and Bill Gates have them for McDonald's. Um, and what that card is is they get to go into any McDonald's in the world and they get anything they want for free. So I'm 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 trying to get that for Panera Bread. I'm actually a stockholder of Panera Bread as well, so I own like point zero 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 a few more zero five percent of Panera Bread. Um, and uh, so it's just wonderful fun to tell people that I'm like an investor in Panera Bread and want a gold card so I can, you know, advertise them. I, I, I want to be like the uh, um, Jared, the subway boy for Panera Bread, but I didn't really, really lose weight, but, you know, it still makes me healthy. So that's good. And then uh, Jim Brickman, I've just been a, nah, I'm a very big uh, musician and I'm very big pianist and vocalist. And Jim Brickman is always my inspiration I, because he and I have very similar playing styles. So I've been a huge fan of his since I was like 10 years old. And um, basically that is my piano style. And I've had the great privilege of being able to meet him in person actually more times than I can count. And I have, um, and uh, so I just really love his music. And if you want to ever hear me playing some of his music, that's why you have to come to the Dr. Jonathan live show because I'll be Brickmanizing. And actually on our next show, we're going to have uh, Scarlett, who's potato chip. She will be doing a vocal performance uh, live with, uh, uh, a very special Jim Brickman song. I won't give it away yet, though. So you have to come to the show to see what wow. song that's going to be. But um, yeah, so if you want, if you want to learn about any of those topics, just follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jonathan, and I t- tweet about those things all day. So that's uh, and other things, you know, 
what I think about <laughs> the weather and politics and Dr. A and um, everything. <laughs> well, if there's a if there's a way, and I know if there's a way, you'll find it there, Dr. Jonathan, to uh, uh, to maybe even give us a little uh, a little uh, a piano during the uh, during the your appearance on the Dr. Anonymous show. I don't oh know yeah, can, absolutely. If there's a way to, uh, to to hook up the uh, keyboard to your connection there. That'd be interesting. Yes, I, I, we've done that on the Dr. Jonathan Live show. I've done some impromptu performances of various things. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll call, I'll do something like that for the Dr. A show. Um, yeah, I, I would love to. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, hey, Dr. A, I just wanted to mention to you today. I got a direct message uh, from somebody on Twitter, and they wanted they asked me very seriously if if I was you. <laughs> wow. Man. And I just that thought was that was. Of, uh... I didn't know I didn't know what to make of that, and I believe it's because of of your Panera Bread tweets. But um, one of my one of my close followers actually asked me that, and so I was quite, I was quite amazed. I thought it was quite funny, but um, so because Doctor Anonymous now lets me know whenever he goes to Panera Bread as well as the entire Twitter universe, and um, and we actually had like a two hour conversation on my show about how to order a Panera Bread, didn't we, Doctor A? It was it was pretty good. I like we did, we did, and uh, we we may do that. We we may do that again if I run out of questions, which I probably won't. But uh, uh, I might right. just throw that zinger zinger at you during the uh, during the show. <laughs> yes, I always have some tips about how to order at Panera Bread if anybody wants to know. So we we always come up with things. But um, it's uh, wonderful to be on your show, uh, Doctor Anonymous, and uh, also pleasure speaking with you, Cat. And I can't wait to be back on on the 18th and um, talk about. I don't even know medicine mostly um, because yeah. <laughs> during the during the day I attempt to practice student doctoring. So um, <laughs> is, is that what it's called? Uh, <laughs> is exactly. that what it's called? Yes, yes student yes. doctoring. Yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, so uh, so, yes. so Kat, do you have anything else uh, for Dr. Jonas before I let him go? I appreciate all the time that that's taken with us here at tonight. Well, I appreciate talking to you too, sir. You have a very lovely voice. Oh, thank you very much, Kat. I appreciate that. And I, you are being very modest and humble about your 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 part in the whole Twitter thing. But you, sir, are a hero. <laughs> no, I really do want to emphasize it was not just me, but I do appreciate no, I that. But but there were there were many heroes that night and uh, many of them are unknown because uh, some of them didn't bother to tweet that they were involved, but we do know for a fact that it was many people. And so we had a lot of Twitter heroes that night um, and uh, it was a pleasure to be a part of it. And it was a lot of fun to be a part of that. So uh, fun because it worked out well is what I mean. So if it hadn't worked out well, of course it wouldn't have been fun, but it was uh, nice to actually um, see that, that, that Lee is doing okay and she's making a full recovery and so we hope, we hope to have her on the show soon, actually, to talk about this as well. Um, so everybody uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, it's been a real pleasure, Dr. Anonymous and Kat. So um, I hope to be back yeah, again. Follow, uh, follow Dr. Jonathan, uh, twitter.com yes, slash right. uh, Dr. Thank Jonathan. His, uh, his bio says fourth-year medical student, uh, <laughs> uh, media enthusiast, host of the Dr. Jonathan Live Show, national certified counselor, which we'll get into it uh, during, probably during the show. Yeah, that's a long, long story, uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, notary, the last thing is notary public, so that's kind of And I couldn't squeeze in there universal life minister, but so I can do wedding ceremonies on the spot if anybody wants one. So I just need to put oh. that out there. Uh, I, show I actually, yes, I, I actually wrote to, to Chelsea Clinton and offered my services, uh, but I got 
uh, just got a computer autographed photo of her father. So I guess she meant, I guess, I guess that meant no, but you know, I was thinking because she, because she's a Methodist and her fiance is um, a Jewish. I was like, well, I can do a combined, you know, ceremony cause I'm a universal life minister cause I took the class on the internet. Um, so I, um, uh, but I guess that didn't work out. So if anybody wants to be married, I can do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, thank you so, thank you so much, Dr. Jonathan. You'll be back on the show on uh, Thursday, uh, August 19th at August 9 p.m. 19th. Uh, That's right. Great to hear on the. Thank uh, you. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you, so everybody. Much. And uh, we'll see you out there on Twitter. Okay. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Have a good night. Okay. Bye now. All right, so Kat, we will uh, we will take a break, and uh, we still have another hour here. So uh, I invite people to uh, stick around here, and uh, here's some of the stories that I will uh, tease everybody with before we go to the break. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, some tech stories. Doctors choose iPhone over BlackBerry. We'll be getting into that. And uh, read an interesting article this week. iPad owners are they are they elitists? <laughs> we'll discuss. Uh, and also, uh, Kat will have some uh, entertainment news for us, uh, including our good pals, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg, and uh, whatever else uh, we can think of here. So uh, stay tuned here for hour number two of the Dr. Anonymous show. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. to the Dr. Anonymous show live on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're back here with uh, Kat, and uh, that was cool uh, talking to uh, Dr. Jonathan there, and uh, that's, that's kind of the other power of Twitter. I just uh, put that out there, that we're going to talk about his, uh, his story and his involvement with that story. He, uh, he calls in, uh, gives us his uh, point of view, and uh, very, very cool how that all happened. Yeah, and then a whole lot of guests came in. Guests don't leave. Okay, we got a great show for you coming up. And you know what? I I knew his voice was going to be nice. I just knew he was going to have a nice voice. I love his voice. And I do know that there was other, you know, heroes and stuff. I want to say that. But, you know, I just had to call him a hero because he's so cute. And I just thought of one other thing, too. I love the name of his co-host, Potato Chip. So I thought of something. Can I be Cheeto? I want to be Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Cheeto. I, I, we have to try that out, uh, Cheeto. I'm going to be your sidekick, Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just love oh. that. I want to be Cheeto, seriously. Cheeto? <laughs> I, and, uh, I, I, I don't know why. Because <laughs> it sounds like a cheetah, and I am a cat, and I love cheetahs and jaguars and tigers and stuff, and I love Cheetos. I'm, oh, okay. I don't know what I'm talking about tonight. 
<laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> oh. Well, let's uh, let's start to get into some of these other stories here that we're uh, talking about here uh, this evening here, and uh, let me let me get the first one uh, up here, and uh, um, this is uh, talking about uh, smartphones, and uh, this is from uh, CNET uh, from uh, July 27. Uh, doctors choose iPhone over BlackBerry. Uh, the story goes like this: In 2006, a uh, consulting group released a report finding that uh, 59% of physicians interviewed were using smartphones. Uh, today, according to the uh, firm's uh, latest report, that uh, figure has jumped up to 94%. Uh, physician smartphone adoption is occurring more rapidly than uh, with members of the general public. And physicians are showing a clear preference, almost double, for using the Apple iPhone, 44%, over the BlackBerry, uh, 25%. Uh, but they do say that... Uh, the sample size is small. The uh, point-of-care uh, communication for physicians uh, report involves telephone interviews. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's interesting uh, seeing this, that, uh, you know, doctors are choosing iPhone over BlackBerry. And I know there's people out there who are the, uh, the Droid fans out there. They're saying, hey, what about Droid? And it wasn't uh, covered in this report. But, hey, you know, this, this show gives some love to the, uh, to the iPhone. Uh, don't you think they're cats? Yeah, and, you know, Droid is, first of all, very new phone, and um, the iPhone is the best phone, and I think, you know, the way I look at it, I think the iPhone was the first one of its kind, because I don't ever remember another phone even anywhere like it before it. I think it was, everything else is just a copycat, you know, and I've had both a BlackBerry and an iPhone, and the BlackBerry, I had nothing but problems with. I had problems not since day one. The first few months, it worked great. And then it was just crud, crap. I called it a crap berry because it was just, it was a terrible phone. And, uh, you know, as far as all these other phones, I don't know about them. I don't really care. You know, the study had to do with iPhones and Blackberries. But, uh, you know, if you like your phone, fine. Have fun with your phone. Enjoy your phone. You don't have to hate on other Apple fans, you know. It's like, so what? But uh, I love that. I love the iPhone. I will never have any other phone, I think, than the, other than the iPhone. I think it's the best. And, you know, <laughs> doctors are smart guys or smart people. I should say women and men. But, uh you know, they go to school for a long time. So if they think the Apple iPhone is better, then they must know what they're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I hate BlackBerry. That's, a, Blackberry that's, a, a, that's what I think. <laughs> it's so funny how people get so crazy about their phone and, oh, mine's the better phone. No, mine's the better phone. Like, I remember the day the iPhone 4 came out. There was this huge thing on Twitter, like they had Team iPhone and Team BlackBerry. You know, I saw all this, right? And I remember that tweet you put out, how you were enjoying reading all the tweets about all the, you know, Apple haters, you know, on that same day, on that day that it was coming out. And that's when I, that's why I put Team iPhone, because there was like trending, you know, there was like Team BlackBerry against Team iPhone, you know, and it was like, oh, my gosh, people are hardcore about, you know, it's just a phone. And, you know, I, but I love it, you know, <laughs> I still love my phone. doesn't mean it, it runs my life. 
Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. are pretty hardcore about this, and it's, I just find it funny, you know. I don't know. <laughs> get a grip, people. Get a grip. <laughs> um, well, stay, staying with the uh, tech stories here, uh, I, I saw this interesting story from Wired uh, online, uh, uh, and uh, the title is uh, iPad Owners. Are they selfish elites? That's what this study uh, talks about. This is from uh, July 26th. Uh, it starts out, it's not exactly official, but what, uh, but should surprise no one. According to a new study, the psychological profile of iPad owners can be summed up as selfish elites, <laughs> while have-not critics are independent geeks. <laughs> iPad owners are six times more likely to be wealthy, well-educated, power-hungry, Overachieving, sophisticated, unkind, and non-altruistic 30 to 50-year-olds. Ninety-six percent of those most likely to criticize the iPad, on the other hand, don't even uh, own one. Although, as geeks, they were slightly uh, more likely to do so than the average population, uh, and far and far more likely to have an opinion about the device one way or the other. Uh, the group tends uh, to be self-educated, directed young people who look down on uh, conformity and are interested in video game computers, electronics, and science and the Internet. So uh, apparently as an iPad owner, I am a, a selfish uh, elitist, and uh, selfish elitists uh, unite. <laughs> uh, you're not a selfish elitist. You know, I, it's funny how you said that a lot of the people – or I guess the article said uh, a lot of the people that criticize the iPad, and I guess it's people that criticize Apple in general. I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone who's actually owned an iPhone, an iPad, or whatever, that has said nasty things about it. It's only the people who've never had one that seem to think that they know it all and that they, they think it's a piece of crap or, you know, they think Apple people are either crazy or elitist or whatever. And it, you know, I, I just, it just bothers me, and I don't know why, you know. It's like, okay, I've owned a BlackBerry, so I can say it's a piece of crap. But if you never owned an iPad, or an, I wish I wish I had an iPad. I would love to be part of the elitist crowd. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be fine. I would love to have an iPad. Actually, I, that's going to be my next purchase, I think, is an iPad. And I don't think it's going to change my personality. I really don't. <laughs> oh, well, the, uh, Apple, I, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but speaking of Apple, you know, oh, I go. finally got my mom a new computer, and I got her the, the iMac or the Mac Mini, oh, okay. and I'm, that's going to be my next computer. <laughs> I'm like, this thing is awesome. It is so awesome. You know, I, with that Mac Mini, I don't know how it doesn't put all other computers. I mean, it's small, and it has everything you need. You don't have to have those big towers anymore. I didn't realize what a Mac Mini was until I actually went to go buy her, you know, the computer. And the guy at Best Buy told me, oh, well, what about a Mac Mini? I said, well, she doesn't want a laptop. <laughs> right. He's like, no, it's, it's, it's a – and he showed me the box. I'm like, that thing, you're saying it's like a tower? Because when he told me everything it does, he goes, yeah, that's the tower. I'm like – no way! I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, this is uh, awesome. well, that's uh, that, that's how the Doctor Anonymous show runs here. We we, we run off a, a Mac Mini, so uh, oh, that is how wow. cool it is. That's just another reason for me to love you. 
<laughs> and I, I got a uh, I got a Twitter here from uh, from our good friend Potato Chip. She agrees that you should be called uh, Cheeto. So uh, there you yeah! go. Yeah, right, Potato. She's on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, she's on Twitter. I need to follow. I need to follow Potato Chip. She's a potato, potato and then. Cheeto. She's a potato and then underscore and then chip. That's uh, that's her Twitter uh, ID. And uh, one last thing on this elitist thing: uh, if you're if you go to Stanford, then you must be elitist because the uh, Stanford School of Medicine is giving iPads to all incoming medical students. This is a, a story here. Uh, uh, looks like Stanford uh, School of Medicine's incoming class of first years will have an innovative study tool to help them ease the pain from countless hours of studying, meaning the uh, Apple iPad. Apple I- Insider is reporting that. Each incoming student of the Stanford uh, School of Medicine class of uh, 2014 will be getting the iPad as part of their welcome kit. Um, it's standard procedure for many medical schools to equip their students with laptops um, that have preloaded software students can use for studying and taking on tests. But Stanford just looked uh, a step further with the iPad. Uh, and this article says, my first reaction to the news was negative. <laughs> I thought it would be a waste of money. Uh, but then I guess uh, the article goes, this author says he's uh, maybe making uh, a second look at it. So uh, those of you are going to Stanford uh, Medical School this uh, coming year, good luck with your iPads. Good luck with your iPads. That's funny. I don't know why that's funny. But... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, I wonder if any of if any of those medical students are one of the I, you know, one of the Apple haters. I wonder if they'll refuse it. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, gee, was. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Erin uh, Breedlove in our chat room. She's going to be a guest coming up on the Doctor Anonymous show coming up uh, next uh, Thursday, and uh, looking forward to that. And. Uh, we still have some guests in the room, so uh, thank you for uh, sticking around with us here. If you want to register for the uh, right here at Blog Talk Radio, you can chat along with us here. And uh, um, we also have, still have J-Man and Star X is in our uh, chat room there. Uh, why don't we uh, change gears here, Cap, uh, uh, before we lose everybody? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, some entertainment stories here. And uh, I did get some audio clips of some of this stuff, so... Uh, <laughs> we can we can talk about it here. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's start out with uh, your your good friend uh, Lindsay Lohan, who's still in jail. Uh, <laughs> I think they're planning to get out there uh, tomorrow. And uh, I did get an audio clip here. I guess this is somebody who uh, I guess uh, is uh, a friend of hers who was uh, talking to reporters um, outside the uh, uh, I guess outside the jail. So we'll see if we can hear this here.
to spend some time with her family before she does that. And I think that there's a push now for her to go directly to rehab from jail, and we don't think that would be fair. So as it stands right now, what day should she be released? We don't know yet. Do you think the time here is actually helping the emotion? I don't think jail helps it doesn't, re it doesn't rehabilitate him, it doesn't give him that, that sense of uh, solitude that makes him think because psychologically you need to be alone to really capture your thoughts and understand what situation you're in. Is she eating and drinking and everything okay? In my house better. Yeah, careful, careful now. She's eating and drinking and everything okay? She looks great. I know that was really hard to hear there, so... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, 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 so this person is like trying to walk in to visit her, and it's it's just uh, it's just uh, reporter just yelling out questions. So that's why it was really uh, really hard to hear. So, um, so yeah, so 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 supposedly she's going to be like a lot of other people going to rehab. <laughs> so what do you think about that, Cad? <laughs> well, you know, I I had a well actually I. I guess I say I had a feeling. I kind of knew she wouldn't spend the whole 90 days in jail um, because the same thing happened in Paris. But the thing with that happened with Paris, if you remember, is that it really, even that short stint in jail that she did really changed her. You never heard another tabloid-type story about her come out after that. You know, uh, that was enough to set her straight. You know, and I just hope that this is enough to set Lindsay straight. I mean... You know, I, I know that I saw, I had seen um, on TV, I think it was Entertainment, to, I don't know if it was Entertainment Tonight, but it was on one of those news stations that has the entertainment news, whatever, that uh, her, the person in the jail cell next to her heard her, like, bawling the first night, you know, crying, of course, and uh, talking about how she's, she's treated differently, of course, because she's a star. She actually gets to got to keep her extensions in. She goes, everybody else had to take out their weave. Now, first of all, I never realized that that many women that were in jail, that those types of women even wore extensions and weaves. <laughs> I mean, wow. would you ever thought that? I mean, really, though, I think of the, you know, the new weaves and stuff that women wear. It seems like not the type of people you'd see in jail, I don't think. I don't know. Did that seem crazy to you? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, poor Lindsay. I mean, uh, lucky Lindsay got to keep in her extensions. <laughs> I'm sure she could have cared less at that point. <laughs> <laughs> she still had to wear that ugly orange jumpsuit, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, you know, we'll see if this actually does help her. And I don't know what kind of rehab she's going to go to. Now, I'm, I'm hoping they make her stay the 90 days in rehab because the girl really does need help. And to me, you know, we know that she's got talent, right? So if she really was to get her life straight and, and get clean and stay on a, 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 you know, a recovery, a path of recovery, then she will make a comeback and everybody will forget about her, you know, all this crazy stuff. I mean, look, they've already forgotten about Britney. You don't really hear people make fun of Britney anymore. And she was a right. train wreck. I think she, in, right. a, in, a, it, in a lot of ways, was worse than Lindsay. So, I mean, I guess they were about the same, but in a different way. I mean, you know, Britney, you could see the effects, too, more on her, of her, but like I said before on a show of yours before, uh, 
Brittany kind of had more mental health issues going on, I think, than substance abuse. Whereas Lindsay, it's purely, you know, she's an alcoholic and an addict, and you can tell. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this changes her and, and she makes a comeback and goes back to making good movies. And like I said, if she keeps on the straight and narrow, people will forget about this. And, that, you know, pe- I think the world in general is very forgiving. I mean, look how many things we forgive all the time. Hollywood, for sure, is forgiving. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I, I'm not really into the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, me either. You know, I've never been a big fan of Lindsay's, but I was glad when they finally, you know, I'm sick of these little starlets getting favored attention. I mean, anybody else would have been in jail probably for years if they had done what she had done. Right. You know, I know in, right. in Texas it's like, I guess, if you, I think it's like if you get three w, DWIs, you go to jail for, like, life or something. I mean, it's hardcore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't get away with that. And she's I think she's got more than one DUI as okay. far as I, I think. But <laughs> you're like, okay, next yeah. story. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. Well, Kat, I know you're uh, your big uh, American Idol fan, maybe not of the recent seasons, but of seasons in the past. And uh, I know you passed me on this story. That, uh, that Ellen is done. Um, I have an audio clip here, and then uh, we'll Huge talk. news. You love Ellen. I love Ellen. Who doesn't love Ellen? Yeah. Let's go straight to the Twit board, and I want to show you. She just tweeted a couple minutes ago. She says, dim the lights. I voted myself off American Idol. She's kidding. Ellen DeGeneres is quitting American Idol after only one season of judging the hit reality show. Just the latest move in the judging carousel. Rumors have surfaced Jennifer Lopez will most likely fill the judge's seat. We're analyzing coverage from CNN, Fox News, Entertainment Weekly, and Newsweek. DeGeneres released a statement on her website saying she was leaving American Idol because it, quote, didn't feel like the right fit. An anchor for Fox News says not only was Ellen right to quit, but the show should probably not be on the air for much longer. Simon's gone. <laughs> Ellen's gone. Uh, who's left now? Kara and Randy? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the show's finished. But I'm very, she is very funny. I love Ellen, but not the right fit. The news that Jennifer Lopez could be a new idol judge is getting mixed reactions. But a writer for Entertainment Weekly points out J-Lo's strong points. Let's flash back for a second to Lopez's season six mentor stint. Not only was she warm and honest and funny, but she seemed genuinely invested in how the contestants performed, almost as if she'd been watching the show all season. Now there are rumors that idol judge Cara Guardi has been fired from her post and only Rainey Jackson will be back for the 10th season. If true, there is speculation Aerosmith's Steven Tyler would be the third judge. But a writer for Newsweek says no new judge will be able to capture the same magic as the original trio. Whoever the producers find to fill all the empty chairs, they'll never match the sweet and sour combination that was Paula and Simon. And if it's true that the new kids on the block are named Jennifer Lopez and Steven Tyler, forget it. Bland won't work. So is J-Lo the right person to replace Ellen? And would Steven Tyler win over Idol fans? I'm Austin Kim for Newsy.com. Multiple sources, the real story. And I know, Kat, that uh, there's a lot of rumors going around who's going to be in that seat. Uh, and you mentioned uh, Justin Timberlake. Uh, yay, that would be not really interesting to me. <laughs> I am not a Justin Timberlake fan. Um, I think he's very talented, yes, but I think he's part of my French, a douchebag. 
I think he's a jerk, and I probably won't be watching it anyway, but if he's on, I definitely won't be. And I'm not surprised that Ellen quit. I love Ellen. I'm a big fan of Ellen, but she wasn't the right fit on there. I, I think that was – I was excited when I first heard she was going to be on because, like I said, she's so funny. I thought, oh, it's going to be funny Ellen on American Idol. <laughs> she wasn't funny. And and you know what? Is, she said that she didn't like to be mean to people. She was the nicest one, I thought. I think she was just as nice as Paula. And uh, Kara – they needed to fire her. I don't like her either. <laughs> wow. I did not like it. So Randy, I like Randy, so he's the only one left. I don't know. I I don't – I just think they need to just stop the show. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you, think, you think it's over, huh? I think it's over. I think what the guy said on that news story was right on the money, that the nothing will ever be the original trio. You know, when it was Simon, Paula, and Randy. They made American Idol. When Paula left, well, actually when they brought Kara on is when I I thought the judging went. Because Kara was on for that one season, that the last season that Paula was on. And I didn't like her. I'm like, ugh, get rid of that woman, you know. We don't need her. But And then Paula left. So it just, yeah. And now with Simon gone, forget it. It's done. Put a fork in it. <laughs> it's uh, done, huh? No time. Oh. Yeah, I... Well, uh... But I do like do... J-Lo. I do like J-Lo, though. Well, but you think she would be entertaining? I think well, she'd be kind I of plain. Know. Well, no, I don't know if I would like her as a judge. I'm just saying I like her. <laughs> Yeah, but would you like her as a judge? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know because I do remember the the episode where she was uh, a mentor, and I thought she was really nice and gave a lot of good advice. But yeah, I don't know how she would be as a judge. Yeah, the show's yeah. over. The party's <laughs> over. Mm. <laughs> oh. So we'll do one more. Uh, we'll do one more story in this segment. We'll take a we'll take a break before our last uh, half an hour. And our last story here will be. Uh, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this all night. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, our good friend Whoopi Goldberg, uh, on the View, and uh, I think this uh, this audio clip here will uh, speak for itself. And uh, we'll talk more right after this here. And welcome to. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome to a day. Of hot topics right here on the view. And we're... Are you feeling all right, Whoopi? <laughs> you're a little, you're a little woo. I'm jet lagged. You're jet lagged because oh, no. you just came back I from. I just came uh, back from Vienna. 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 Wow. Vienna. It was an insanely huge party, and I just got back and. Did you party too much, Whoopi? Well, I. <laughs> I may have partied too much, but you know, I, I have to fly drugs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm still slightly drugged. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm sure somewhere in me, I'm still partying. <laughs> you know, we're going to go and come back because I got a little gas. We'll be right back. So, there's a slow-moving thing there that now says parents in Massachusetts are angry 
that school are sending students home with so-called fat letters, warning parents that their kids' body mass index could mean future weight problems. Um, comics, we know better than anybody else, we can say what we want, but sometimes the giant jaw comes and grabs our behind and chews it up. Well, sometimes it's funny to some and it ain't funny to others, but you know it's funny right now? In fact, that I'm still sitting up straight. <laughs> Have a great day. Take a little time to enjoy the view, however cross-eyed. Chat, what 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 happened here, man? Well, apparently, Whoopi has to be drugged before she gets on a plane, <laughs> like a lot of people. Do you believe? Do you believe that? Well, I've never seen her like that any other time, and I, I'm not a frequent watcher of The View. I actually love that show, but sometimes it's just too hard to watch because they talk over each other and they it drives me crazy. But I've never seen her like that. In fact, I never saw that episode. I just found it on the Internet. And uh, I don't know. I think it was just a, a fluke. I do. I think it, I think she, what she said was true, that she was still drugged from the medicine she took for the plane. Or you mm. don't believe it? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> she is so <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it, it, there hasn't been a lot of uh, a lot of press on this, so it, it looks like a lot of people are giving her a pass on this. And uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it, it was entertaining television to watch it. Well, yeah, it was definitely. I was laughing so hard, you know, because she's so funny. Like she goes, "We got to take a break now because I got gas." It's like, okay, <laughs> she got gas. <laughs> so funny. All right, Cheeto. Uh we got uh hey! some half an hour left here. Why don't we we'll take one uh short break here and uh we'll have a few more stories here uh to uh to talk about. One of them is gonna be uh <laughs> Catch a Dream About Me. That's what that'll be interesting. Uh we'll talk a little bit about the uh the serious uh condition of obsessive compulsive disorder and uh, maybe some other mental health uh, type issues here to close out uh, the show and uh, uh, then we'll be uh, we'll be uh, done for the night so uh, stick around we have less than half an hour left uh, me and Kat here I'm going to thank everybody for for, for hanging out with us and uh, we got uh, one more break and then uh, one more segment and then we'll be done for the evening here so uh, just hang out here for the Dr. Anonymous show we'll be uh, right back after this Murder, I'm the lyrical gangster. Murder, excuse me, Mr. Murder, Officer. Murder, I'm the 
And welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show, live on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, we're hanging out here with Kat, just, uh, just chatting it up, talking about news stories and things. How are you doing there, Kat? Are you hanging in there? I'm hanging in there, man. It's a long show here tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know how people do these two-hour shows, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I did want to tell you there, uh, Kat, that the Aaron showed you, showed you uh, some love there. Uh, Aaron's typing in the chat room here. Can I just say that Kat rocks? So uh, Aaron showed you some love. I love Aaron. <laughs> I can't wait to hear her on your show. Yes, Aaron. Uh, Aaron's coming on the show. Uh, uh, next week, uh, it'll be uh, uh, Thursday, August 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Uh, Central, and uh, we're going to be looking forward to that. If you want to check out more, a little bit more details, you can go to dranonymous.com, and uh, I'll be writing up a blog post probably this week and uh, just let you know a little bit more about her. But uh, she, she's great. She's uh, she does some uh, uh, random uh, uStream sessions too, answering questions, and uh, she's she's super. And I love her blog posts. They're so awesome. No, they are. They are, yeah. She And she's very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, and, like, she has a lot of ambition and drive to be a doctor. She's very driven. And, yeah, yeah very driven. driven. That's a good word. Uh, yeah. And she likes the same shows I like. I love Boston Med. Uh, have you been watching it or no? No, no, I haven't been watching it. <laughs> You need to be watching it. Cheeto. Tell me, what, 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 is, what, what is so good about it there, Cheeto? Uh, well, let me tell you. I don't know. It's just so good. Like, there was one show, I think it was the one before the last one. And, oh, gosh, hold on, let me think. I'm trying to think. Now my mind just went blank. But it was just, like, so intense the whole time. And I'm trying to think of why it was. But my mind went blank. Cheeto's mind just went way blank. So, when I think about it, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, and but the last show, the last show was good because, you know, I mean, well, it was sad because the guy ended up dying in the end. But you know, it's the thing about Boston Med is because it's real, you kind of see the real outcome. Like there was this man who was in need of a, a heart transplant, and you right. know, you're watching the show and you're rooting for him. And you think he's going to get it, but he doesn't get it in time. And and in a regu- in a dramatic show, more than likely they're going to make it to where he gets it. You know what I'm saying? But right. this reality, reality is that we lose people sometimes in the medical field, and it sucks. And he just happened to be from Baton Rouge. So at the end of the show, they showed him in Baton Rouge and doing, like, some kind of fundraiser or something, I think, to help pay for his medical bills. And it was, like, so cool seeing the city, the place I grew up in, you know, um, on Boston Med, of all shows, and hearing everybody's accent and everything. I lost my accent, but I just love that Louisiana accent. You know, I wish I still had it. I'm afraid to try to, you know, imitate it because it sounds like I'm imitating it, but I used to have it naturally, and it sucks that I lost it. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a beautiful act. Um, let's see. Um, I want to get. I want to get into this this dream that you had about me. This is kind of uh, very curious to me. But before this, let me let me uh, 
set this up with a story that I, uh, this is unrelated to your dream, but uh, it was an interesting sleep-related story, and I felt it was a good segue slash transition to get into this topic. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, well, let me just play this uh, story here about an, an interesting bed <laughs> that helps people sleep, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about the dream. Here we go. How much would you pay for a good night's rest? How about $10,000? That's what this bed being unveiled in Japan is going for. Bedmaker Simmons teamed up with Panasonic to make this item called the Restino. This marketing director says the bed is targeted to leaders of industry who only have a limited time to grab some Zs and need to make the most of it. The bed features a light that slowly dims over 20 minutes. It also plays ambient music as the mattress vibrates to help a person reach the land of Nod. There's also an alarm clock designed to gently wake the sleeper. The control panel slowly turns on a light 20 minutes before the alarm. Ten minutes later, it plays the sound of chirping birds, all to recreate dawn and get the body going again. Sandy Kozell, The Associated Press. I can't believe there's this bed that people can pay for that helps you sleep. That's $10,000. That is crazy, don't you think? Well, I would love it. <laughs> Actually, I've been sleeping pretty good lately, especially after a day of work. Sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh, is an awesome man. thing. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so speaking of sleep, then, so what was this nightmare that you had about me? I'm very curious about this deal. Well, well, yeah, I guess it was a nightmare. Um, my Thanks. dad was with me, too. Well, no, because, see, here's the thing. I traveled all the way to Ohio. I traveled my butt off to see you. And for some reason, I was going to get a physical. You know, I was going to you to get my physical. I guess it was for a job or something. I don't even remember why. And I'm sitting in a waiting room full of people. And, I mean, I was actually standing because all the seats were taken. And at first, this doctor starts walking toward me. And for some reason, I thought it was you. And I'm like, hey, Skeleton Key. Skeleton Key is the nickname I have for Dr. Anonymous, for those of you who don't know. Okay, so that's why I said Yeah, that. Cheeto. All right, Cheeto. Keep going, Cheeto. You know, that's growing on me. That's growing on me a little bit there, Cheeto. I really like it. You know, it's kind of like, you remember that show Chico and the Man? We could be Cheeto and the Doc. Cheeto and the Man. There you go. Cheeto and the Man. So, but it wasn't you, though. And I said, oh, wait a minute. You're not Dr. Anonymous. And he goes, no. He goes, he's in the back. I said, okay. And so then you came out later and I said, hey, hey, I'm here for, and you're like, oh, okay, hey, well, I got a lot of people before you, so just hang on, you know, Uh, and you started calling on other people, and I was so sad, I was so sad, (laughs) you didn't care, (laughs) I thought you'd put everybody aside and take me back there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You could have cared less that I traveled all that way to see you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, see, I see. I, I feel bad about it, and I, I and, and I had nothing to do with it. It's uh, it's your subconscious that's doing the whole thing. But I, I feel bad, and I apologize for my behavior in your dream. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, you're forgiven. 
I wonder though. I wonder what a dream. Actually, did you? I don't. I guess you didn't see it. After I tweeted about that dream, uh, somebody tweeted me. I don't remember what their name was. Something about dreams. Some kind of dream website, and it said, "Interesting dream. You ought to put it on our website and to find out what it means, or something like that. Something to that effect." Uh, if you look under my mentions or my ad replies, you'll see it in there. But I never did put it on there. I should. I should go check out that website so I could see why you you dissed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheeto, man, you're killing me. <laughs> I love my new name. Oh, Cheeto. I would change. I would change my Twitter handle, but I don't want to confuse all my followers. Yeah. Uh, Been Warrior Cat for so long, man. Uh, no, you could change it. I mean, people people can change that. I know, but I mean, I have so many followers that probably don't really know. It's not like like obviously you and Jay and Annie and Burl, people like that would figure out it's me. But I don't know. Maybe. Oh, well, we, we should we, 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 we should wait a little bit and uh, um, wait till really people know me as Cheeto. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll. we'll, we'll uh, um, <laughs> Uh, we'll make this huge, uh, huge announcement or something. Yeah, uh, J-Man is saying Warrior Cheeto. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Warrior Cheeto. <laughs> That's funny. Los Gachos. <laughs> he needs to change his to Los Gachos. <laughs> you know, he's uh, he's uh, there, there's rumors out there that he's going to have his own Block Talk Radio show. That's uh, that's that's the rumor out there. I right hear so. Uh, That's what I um, hear too. I, I I hope that's going to happen. So uh, so everybody uh, tune into the J Man show whenever that is. Uh, he's going to be talking about how to properly stalk people. So it'd be a stalker. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be good. <laughs> oh God! I can't wait to see that or hear that. I guess hear it. That's right. Yeah. Um. So this is a real awkward transition, but uh, <laughs> I, I did want to talk about this medical. <laughs> this medical story here about the, uh, cause I, I wrote about this, uh, I actually wrote about this TV show on, I think it's any television, um, uh, about obsessive compulsive disorder. And, um, uh, the show was called obsessed. And, uh, um, I, I caught this season premiere for season two recently. And I wrote about it over on Dr. Anonymous, uh, com. I, um, I got this audio clip here, uh, from a little, I think it's like a minute and a half, um, little, little segment from the show. And then we'll uh, talk about it here. Okay, so we're all guilty from time to time of having a messy house, but imagine your rooms becoming so cluttered that you can barely move around. This is one man's nightmare, and his obsession with hoarding is tonight's reality show series. This actually is the bedroom. I have not used the bed for several years. I would squeeze in the front door, just barely be able to get in. I know I'm on the brink of losing everything, but I'm begging to get my life back. In our continuing reality show series, The Insider delving into the disturbing world of Russ, a self-confessed hoarder. With clothes and mementos and who knows what else stacked nearly up to the ceiling, Russ is forced to climb over piles just to get from room to room. The hoarding got to its worst. I had no access. I could not go through to the rest of the house. Trying to 
even go home and open the door sometimes. It takes a real effort. I usually don't use the word throw out. He's hoarding so bad he was forced to sleep outside. The claustrophobia got to me because at least I had fresh air and I wasn't so confined with all of this pressing in on me. So Russ is finally giving in and asking for help. It very much feels like my last chance. His first step, cleaning out a single cabinet in his kitchen. A small goal, but a major accomplishment for Russ. So what does his house look like after 12 weeks? Find out when a brand new episode of Obsessed airs Monday on A&E. Stop for a second. Okay. Breathe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yes, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I just caught a couple of those shows, uh, their cats and, uh, you know, I, I had no idea, you know, the severity of something like, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. It's, uh, um, it's sad. Some of these uh, cases that you, that you kind of see, and I know that what they put on TV are very, you know, very severe cases, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's sad to kind of watch some of this stuff. I know, you know, um, when you think of, Obsessive compulsive, you probably think of someone who's compulsively neat or clean, which is one case, some people, yes. But then you got people on the other end who can't throw anything away. But, you know, they have so many shows on hoarding and stuff like that, and I never watched any of them. And, but the night that you tweeted that, I think it was when you were in San Francisco, you were kind of watching TV in your hotel, and you just happened to, 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 to catch it. And I'm like, oh, well, there was nothing on TV, so I put it on that channel. And there was a guy who was a hoarder, and I didn't realize. I'm like, why do these people keep so much stuff? Why can't they throw anything away? Well, his story was he was like his mom had died, I don't know how many years before. I think it was fairly recently, maybe only a year or so, but he couldn't throw away any of her stuff. I mean, even a bill that she had gotten in the mail or whatever that had her name on it, nothing of hers he could throw away. And one thing you realize throughout the show, like through the psychiatrist and everything talking about it, was that he felt like if he threw it away, he was losing more of her, even more. Like it was he felt like everything was just a piece of his mom, you know, and it was so sad. And I'm like, you know, that makes sense. I can actually understand why this guy's house is a mess because he does not want to throw away one thing of his mother's, you know, right. Just had all right. this stuff in his house. And I'm like, I never thought that somebody who was a hoarder would actually make sense to me, but it actually made sense. I'm like, okay, you could see, I mean, obviously that's a, like you said, extreme cases, and that's an extreme case. But, I mean, whenever she, like, throughout the show, I, I don't know if you remember, she was, like, helping him. Like, she would literally, little, like, every day help him little by little throw things away. And one time was that, like, bill, right, a, 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 a bill. And he couldn't, you, you could see the anxiety in his face as he was going to throw it away. It took him a right. while even to throw that away. And it was like, right. oh, my heart just. I really felt for the guy, yeah. you know, and, uh, but, um, it's just, it's terrible. And it, they must just, they it must be like living in, in your own prison in your mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and I, and I think I talked about this in this post too, and it'll make this, I mean, this, this, this show is, is, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's just like, well, it, it does help, uh, awareness uh, to raise awareness of diseases like these, but I mean, you know, these people are they, 
you know, what motivates them to be on, on this show? Is it, do they, you know, do, do they, you know, is it really kind of their last chance or, you know, are they, you know, kind of a little bit seeking fame as well to be on television or, you know, I just, that that's kind of the, you know, something that I wonder about of people who would be on, this, which is basically a reality show. Um, right. Um, but it has to do with, you know, a medical diagnosis. I think it would be weird for somebody with that kind of problem to want to seek fame because like, if my house is a mess, I don't even want people over. I much less would want cameras in my house, you know, and that's just if the house is untidy. I mean, if I was a hoarder, I couldn't imagine anybody seeing my house. You know, I don't know, maybe it's the last-ditch, you know, desperation. Like, they feel like, like, mom, uh, for instance, I'm just giving you another example. My mom's miniature pincher is a psycho, and I would love to have the dog whisperer over here. <laughs> But that would require me to be on TV, which I don't want. <laughs> so I'm at a loss. <laughs> right, right. Dog so maybe they're, you know, they're just desperate for help, and that's the only way they can get, or only way they can afford it. You know, maybe they can't afford actual real help, so they have to go to a TV show, and you know, these these television shows uh, live off people. I mean, it seems like reality show is everything now. Reality shows is more. It seems like there's more reality shows than like dramas anymore, or right. or comedy or whatever. Right. So, but maybe is some of them are seeking fame. Who knows? If they are, they're kind of that makes them even stranger. Because why would you want to be known for something that's a a, a negative thing? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and just to let people know, um, after the show uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to do a little post uh, show over on uh, Ustream, and uh, just because I just can't get enough of broadcasting myself all around, <laughs> but I did put the uh, <laughs> did put the link in the chat room there at DrAnonymous.tv, and I'll also tweet that out. Um, but I did get some requests to do a little post show because people just can't get enough of me there, Kat. Can you believe that? Well, I can understand it. I can't get enough of you either. Uh, so we have one more story here to to talk about, and then we'll call it a night here. Uh, uh, did you know that the uh, the internet can help you lose weight? Uh, this is a story here from uh, WebMD from July 27th. Uh, recording weight online may keep pounds off. This is uh, from WebMD. Uh, people who have lost weight and who are diligent in using an interactive website on a regular basis may find it easier to maintain their weight loss. A new study suggests. Uh, researchers say a study involving 348 people found that those who logged into an interactive weight loss uh, maintenance website to record their weight at least once a month for two and a half years maintained more weight loss than uh, participants who logged in less frequently. Uh, participants uh, could enter their information on their diet, exercise, and other weight loss activities. The uh, web-based uh, weight, uh, weight maintenance intervention program was uh, part of a study called the Weight Loss Maintenance Trial. That lasted, that lasted three years and included more than 1,600 people across the country. Uh, and for the first six months, participants uh, tried to lose weight by attending weekly youth, uh, youth uh, weekly group meetings at which they were weighed, uh, encouraged to keep food diaries uh, to be eligible for the web-based program. That participants had to lose at least uh, nine pounds. Participants randomly assigned to the internet group had lost an average of 19 pounds. So. Uh, 
Uh, so it's interesting. It's, it comes to kind of like uh, um, uh, accountability um, through the Internet. And uh, it's interesting if, uh, I guess like anything else, if people stick to something, uh, they will succeed with it. Uh, you know, and this is just kind of an, uh, an Internet um, angle to the story. But uh, uh, this is something I may pass on to my patients as far as, hey, you know, just you have to be more accountable to yourself. Uh, this way you can just do it uh, on the Internet. Uh, don't you think, Kat? I think so. I think it's a good idea. You know, the Internet has gotten so advanced in a lot of ways. Like, there's so many good things about the Internet, even though I think there's also the the bad side to it. But the Internet allows you to do things at home. Like, if you can't, if you don't have time, like, let's say you're a stay-at-home mom and you'd love to go back to school, but you, you can't leave the house, really, right, because you don't have childcare, whatever. You can go to school online, you know. You can lose weight online. You can host a blog talk radio show at home online. <laughs> right. There's so much you could do now with the Internet. And it's like they have Weight Watchers online and, uh, you know, I think it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I think it's way cool, man. Um, we only have a few uh, minutes left here. We didn't get to talk about your new obsession, the uh, Shaytard. We, we ran out of time, but we'll, we'll definitely get into that more on the next uh, show. Uh, and I know that's something we couldn't squeeze into uh, eight minutes. So, uh, But I will give you your time there on the Shaytards because uh, I know you wanted to be talking about those, but we just ran out of time on the, on the show tonight. But, uh, but I didn't forget about it, Kat. Good, good, because I can't wait to talk about my latest obsession. I love them. I love them. Uh, we only have a couple minutes here, uh, Kat. Do uh, you have any closing thoughts for us here? This this is like this is a long show here tonight, Kat. I don't know if I could uh, do these two-hour block talk radio shows. Uh, how do you feel? Do you, you think everything went okay tonight? I think everything went smoothly. And and I personally, I love the two-hour shows. But do you think, like, for some reason, I think it seemed longer to you? Do you think it's because we did it later at night? Because we've done two-hour shows before. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it could be it, or you know, I just, I just, uh, I'm just not back in the groove of doing shows, you know. So uh, I don't think you're back in the groove yet. You're back in the groove yet. Oh, so. Uh, but I had a great. Uh, well, uh, well, well you, I think we'll we'll keep going with this here. Yay. Well, whatever you decide, whether it's one hour, two hours, five hours, or five minutes, I'll be there. I'll be there. (laughs) Uh, I'll be doing a post show at DrAnonymous.tv there at Cheeto. So uh, uh, come hang out with me over there. Uh, I'll be out of town next weekend, so there will be no Saturday show. So sorry, Kat. Um, but you may be working anyway, so I don't know what your work schedule is now. So it could be we have to kind of plan around that as well. No, I won't be working. I'll just be crying that I'm not on the Doctor Anonymous show. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll be crying well, I, eating a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> I think uh, I think Andy and Burrow will be back to reclaim their time slot. So I want to thank them for uh, for clearing the way here for uh, for me here uh, tonight. It was nice of them to do that and. Uh, uh, and uh, check out the check out Burl doing some uh, baseball commentary uh, tomorrow. Uh, you can get the link through his uh, Twitter account there, uh, twitter.com/burlg, 
And uh, I think that's it. I think we're in our last uh, 60 seconds here. Kat, you got anything else for us here tonight? Nothing. Just that I love everyone and I love you all so much. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later, Kat. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, my next show here will be uh, Thursday coming up. I think that is the 5th of August, and uh, uh, that'll be uh, our good friend Aaron in the chat room here. Uh, it'll be 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, I will be doing a post-show at DrAnonymous.tv. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break uh, between the BTR show and the uh, Ustream show. So, But uh, I am done here for this evening. There's no closing song. I will just... Uh, I will just say uh, good night, and uh, we will see you very soon. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night.